Hello, hello. Welcome to the Kings and Beatles Daily Deep Dive. This is episode 237 where we are discussing Ram On by Paul McCartney. <clears throat> um, I, before we get started, though, I want to remind you that we have a bonus episode coming on March 26th, um, which will start at 11.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we're going to take a look at the best and the worst album covers from both bands and their respective solo careers. Um, this is going to be exclusive video content for folks who have contributed um, as a thank you to them, and it will be exclusive for two months. So if you contribute uh, via Hero Habit, you can, um, you'll get a, an email with the, the login information for you to access the video live, and then you'll also have access to the archive of that video for two months following that. And then after that two months, I will make it a public video. So this is just early access to those folks who are helping keep the lights on over at the Daily Deep Dive. Um, if you are interested in contributing to our little series, you can visit herohabit.com slash shop, and there you can, um, you can, uh, do the podcast support button and then uh, if you do the uh, uh, contribution after March 26th you'll still be able to see the archive of this episode or the bonus episode and you'll also get you know access to the next bonus episode we're gonna try to do one every every month and then also be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel you can search for the kinks and Beatles daily deep dive or for hero habit um, but subscribe to the YouTube channel because there's certain benchmarks that we have to hit to be able to do certain things for example being able to change the URL in our you in our YouTube channel Right? It would be easy if I could just say, find us at youtube.com slash herohabit. But we can't do that until we hit a certain user threshold, or subscriber threshold, rather, pardon. So if you could swing by YouTube and subscribe to our channel, that would be awesome as well. All right, on to the subject at hand. We have Ram On by Paul McCartney, released May 17, 1971, on Paul McCartney's album Ram. I don't care for this one. Thank you for watching. We'll talk tomorrow. I'm just kidding. Uh, this is the third song on the album, and it also appears as a reprise on, on track 11. And for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to treat both songs if it's, as if it's one. It's a lot like uh, You from George Harrison's Extra Texture, where it's just more of the song that kind of fades in and fades out, and that's it, as far as the reprise goes. Um, the best I can tell, the term ram on is sort of a way of saying carry on or push through or something like that. So the lyrics in that sense could mean persist, give your heart to somebody, push through, you know, get get through whatever is blocking you and open up your heart. It's a positive message. Paul has a habit, though, of coming up with phrases like this that only he knows the etymology of. And thinking it's worthy of three and a half minutes on a disc um, is... is I think sometimes a fault as far as his solo career goes. I mean, sure, Sea Moon is catchy, but if you have to explain what it even is you're saying, is it really an effective lyric? Um, and I don't know that he's ever really explained this one, to my satisfaction at least, but it, it's just kind of a, a goofy lyric. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that in his catalog where he just does it because it sounds good, and, and sometimes that's fine. But then sometimes when it is the title of your song, and technically, I guess, the title track of your album, it should have a little bit more depth to it than, than uh, oh, it's just something that sounded good. It, I've seen it written also that the title is a nod. He used to use a pseudonym when he was with the Beatles. I think he used it for longer than that. 
uh, Ramon, and some people claim that Ramon, Ramon, right? But I don't buy it. I think that's a bit of a stretch because Paul's never been adverse to using fake names in songs, right? He uses names in songs all the time. Maxwell Silverhammer, Martha My Dear, Eleanor Rigby, right? He uses names all the time. He could have just called this one Ramon or Ramona if he wanted to make it more of a love type song. Um, so I'm a little bit hesitant to say that that's what he meant on this one. Why would he deliberately mispronounce it? And then if that is what it is, if it's supposed to be Ramon, then is the name of the album Rum instead of Ram? I mean, he's, I, I don't know. It's a bit of a stretch. It's just silly. This song is also in the vein of songs like Why Don't We Do It In The Road, um, where you've got one repeated phrase. You've got Ramon, give your heart to somebody soon, right away. That's it. That's the entire lyric. So he has one line of music. He's got four chords that we'll talk about in a minute. And then that's the whole thing. And I will give Paul credit that the intro to this song, with the first track, not the reprise, um, with like that sweeping piano arpeggio and the Wurlitzer piano and, and the false start, it's a pretty cool and engaging um, opening. And I remember the first time I heard this track, and I know we talked about this on the uh, Too Many People episode, where I had kind of... I, I bought this album, I listened to it once, I didn't like any of it, and it, I sat on it for six months before I tried it again, and then when I re-listened to it, I was like, what was I, why was I not listening to this album? This is a great album. Ram On, because of that intro, was one of the only songs that I, I actually did like on that first listen. I mean, I, I liked Admiral Halsey, because I already knew that song. That was the one that I already knew. Um... And I guess this is a, a opinion that I apparently share with John Lennon because he was quoted as mostly hating this album. He preferred McCartney 1. Um, and he mostly hated this one, but he actually name-checked the first bit of Ram On. So I'm assuming it's all this introduction and, and the weirdness that opens this track. Um, but I don't, dis- I don't agree with... with John on the other aspects of him not liking this album but these little unfinished half ideas really don't need that much disc space especially when you consider Paul's talent for combining a bunch of unfinished tracks into a single song or using snippets as links he does it on this album right hands across the water has nothing to do with Admiral Halsey has nothing to do with butter pie butter pie right those are all snippets so why why would you make this a focal point, a full song focal point, when you combine it with the reprise, which, like I said, is just compiled of, it just fades into a song already in progress and then fades out. Um, you're giving it a full song's worth of time, three and a half minutes, for one line and a couple chords. Um, this would be like if the Beatles had used had replaced While My Guitar Gently Weeps with the full version of Can You Take Me Back Where I Come From, right, on the White Album, instead of using it as a link between two tracks. I think it's a waste of disc space. I think this would have been a much more effective little tune if 
it was 35, 40 seconds tacked on somewhere or was part of a larger picture. Uh, I'm sure there are diehard fans of this song, uh, as there are fans of Wild Honey Pie. And I look forward to your comments because I saw people commenting on articles written about this song who absolutely love it. And it's not a horrible song. It's just not done. What you've got is a short, pretty melody for one line of music. It's not finished. Just about the only thing I find cool about this song really is in the reprise. At the end, he teases the song Big Barn Bed, which wouldn't be released until Red Rose Speedway two years later. That's 1973. This is 1971. And uh, Big Barn Bed is far from my favorite McCartney song, but it is cool to have that continuity between the two, the two albums, right? And the fact that we're teasing songs that aren't going to be heard for two more years is really cool. And, and had he done it intentionally, um, it would have been cool if he did it throughout, but he didn't do it intentionally. He had that song in his head, and according to the engineer, it was actually supposed to be edited out. But, um, you know, and then he just sat on it for two years. He, he didn't deliberately not put it on RAM. But it would have been cool if that was a deliberate choice. Chord-wise, there's not much to talk about here. Every transcription I found lists the opening chord as a C-sharp major 7, which is fine. That's technically true. Um, but it ignores a few things like where the leading tones are and where the melody is. But harmonically... Uh, if you read it as F minor with a flat 6, it makes a little more sense. And F minor flat 6 and C sharp major 7 are the exact same four notes. Um, but if you read it as that F minor flat 6, then he's just going from 1 to 4. It's an F minor flat 6. Uh, where's my pick? Beautiful chord to a B flat minor. So that's just one to four. And it's an altered chord, but it's not really a borrowed chord or anything, um, where the C sharp major seven would be borrowed from somewhere. And then when he gets to the instrumental break between the verses, he goes C to F. Which is one to four again. So basically he's doing one to four in F minor, and then one to four in C major. So for all the simplicity of this song and the incompleteness of it, he is actually changing keys um, back and forth as he goes, which is cool. Um, I mean that that first chord it's a it's a beautiful chord, but that's it. If you try to base it in C sharp major, you're going to have to do some major gymnastics to make that B flat minor work. And um, frankly, for a song that is so short and simple and, like like I said, incomplete, it doesn't seem worth doing that kind of analysis of it. And so that's all I've got, really. Uh, it's Ram On. It is what it is. Like I said, if it was a minute and a half shorter, maybe this would be a different episode, but that's all there is. And um, I don't see anybody in the live chat today. So with that, if you would like to get a hold of me, you can reach me at 925-494-1739 or you can email me at kinksandbeatsaherohabit.com and of course, you can find me on all the social medias. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
Find us on our Facebook group, Twitter, our subreddit, our TikTok, or our Instagram, and um, share your thoughts on this song or any of the songs we've talked about or are about to talk about. All right, I'm going to sign off. Take care of yourselves and stay safe, everybody.